and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian NKC. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFPod. Follow the show on Instagram. That is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt on the gram. Email us, that's heyindrakerinfrant at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash hefpod. Throw all the latest news and information covering the Eintracht in the English language into one convenient location. News, articles, and then sometimes uh, podcast clips that are not our own. Uh, though you can always find the latest uh, episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Apple Spotify, SoundCloud, pretty much wherever good podcasts can be found, uh, you will find us. And uh, hit a like, subscribe, and uh, introduce us to your other Eintracht friends. It helps other fans find us and grow the community that is following the Eintracht. So, do not do this podcast alone, typically. Uh, Here to join me this week to talk about two matches, no frown action this weekend, but uh, two matches to really sink our teeth into, really. Uh, it is Nathan and St. Louis. Hey, bud. Two episodes hey, in a row. Yeah, two episodes. <laughs> and this time we'll talk about more than one one match. That is very, very, very true. Uh, Groyd first uh, match that we talked about on the last episode was just that. I think done in two minutes time, run time. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. was... There was there was like what do you want to say about it? Like it was a match where we didn't win, we didn't do any do a whole lot of anything. A little distracted. End of the day. <sighs> yeah, we were a little distracted. Um, Nathan, you know, I was thinking of starting off with the Bundesliga, but why don't we go back a few days and just look at the match that everyone wants to talk about, shall we? Yeah, let's let's do that. Eintracht won, Barcelona won. Let's put it this way, folks. Um, That first half was probably, to any Barcelona fan, a first half from hell, considering the fact that in the lead-up to this match, they had literally just played Real Madrid and just like recently played Real Madrid and crushed Real Madrid. Uh, uh, Earlier last week, Real Madrid crushed Chelsea in the uh, Champions League quarterfinals, which puts that thing highly uh, out of reach for the English club. And yeah, Barcelona came in thinking, hey, another German club. You're not Munich. We got you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we popped them right in the mouth. And they found, they found out real quick that an Eintracht Frankfurt team is not one that you can just brush aside so easily. And, you know, they they had a lot of players that they were keeping on the bench kind of uh, being left off. You know, Frank de Jong, Usman Dembele, two players who I mentioned that could be danger, uh, danger positions uh, in East spot. And, um, yeah, uh, one of those guys ends up helping out with the goal for Barcelona. But let's look at the, the way that the Eintracht played. Those first 45 minutes was just absolute all-out physicality in a way that Spanish clubs, unless you're, like, uh, historically speaking, like a Bilbao, I mean, 
you aren't used to someone getting right in your face and punching you right in the mouth from the word go and basically just nipping at your heels the entire time. Eintracht had no problem with letting Barcelona have possession because they were just going to harry them. And when we got out on the counter, we were going to take our chances. I wish we took a few more chances, but hey, at the end of the day, the Eintracht looked very, very good. And uh, that goal by Knauf, oof. What a, what a screamer. What a goal. What a goal. <laughs> Ter Stegen had no chance. <laughs> yeah. No chance. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good, like, I think we spoke about beforehand. Um, it, our, off, our defense is what's gotten us to this point. Our office surely hasn't in the, the league or in Europa League. Um haven't really pulled it together, but our defense is just gelling and gelling and gelling. And Hinteregger just, just frustrated the hell out of Aubameyang. Um, yeah, it was fun to see. Like they, they were just in lockstep. They they totally trust each other. They have their each other's backs. You know, I, they, I think they each of them had pretty stellar matches um, against Barcelona. Um, although I think there's some critique out there of Tuta's mm-hmm. match, but. Um, We'll get into that later, oh, I, I guess. That. But I got time for him. <laughs> but I don't. I wouldn't put that on him personally. Uh, I think I've already said that in a couple of places. I think that was more Glossner's issue. But that's later in the match. No, I mean we I th- we went toe to toe with them. You know, like they they did. I don't. I I would assume that uh, Javi and uh, the rest of this group, especially Abba Yang, uh, knows that that. Frankfurt's going to come out swinging. Um, he, like you said, we played them in the Pokal final. He knows who we are. He knows like the rabid fan base that follows this team and carries them on this wave that, you know, magic happens in Europe. But so, it, it, I mean, the thing that pissed me off before the game is how arrogant the fans were. They're like, yeah, we're just going to steamroll. And like you said, it's, we're not, we're not Dortmund. We're not Bayern. So, you know, just going to walk right over them. And we showed them, you know, <laughs> coming to our house, it's going to be uh, loud. It's going to be obnoxious. Uh, you might get a smoke <laughs> uh, a break <laughs> a little bit to start the match. Uh, <laughs> that was fantastic. Oh, it was so great. Uh, you know, I I, I think I, I'm going to be like a well-beaten drum here, but like the defense was great. The mid, the, our defensive midfield is lights out. Um Jakic and so just continue to to you know be the center of this entire team, uh, and then our offense were they're creating chances here and there you know have some good good pass work but like nothing sticks together at the end, and no matter how mm-hmm. like good Kostic can carry that that wing and he looked like a beast by the end of that game he looked like hell bent to score but um, yeah just I did. The offense just can't work together. I don't know what it is. Yeah, they can't finish it. Uh, yeah, that would be an accurate uh, analysis of things because, well, at the end of the day, we had the chance to put away Barcelona. We did not. They're still tactically in this with a shout. Hey, mm-hmm. you know what? No way goals. So we ain't got that to like help us out <laughs> or hinder us in this case. Um I'm looking at this stamp, uh, this match from uh, multiple uh, kind of facets. So for me, I look at what Bore was able to do. So what 
you know, we'd be able to quickly get the ball to him. You know what he was able to do? He was he had he he was able to work well with his back to goal. He saw Kamati. He saw Lindstrom. You know, in close proximity, but you know, can make sideways passes as well out to Kostic or Knauf. Borde, like the difference that he made in this match, is more telling than has been in other matches or the course of the season. As uh, Eintracht Emmys brings in her uh, Catlin cow that she is, uh, she's desperately, desperately trying to destroy because she's because she's like I'm Eintracht Emmy and we must destroy the Catlins. Uh, we'll get to that girl. <laughs> no, don't you worry. Don't you worry. But the way the boy is able to quickly get the ball, make a turn, be able to quickly discern. Okay, what's the best way of us to move forward? That's why you know he's not. And Andre Silva. Andre Silva would have only been able to get it to Kamada or Lindstrom if that. Mm-hmm. Kostic and Knauf, not a freaking chance. If you want him to loop so into, if you want to, like, Borek could even re so if he wants to, and sometimes he would. Silva, he probably would have given it. The thing was, Silva really would give the ball away quite a lot of times. It's just at the end of the day, he would pop in so many goals. Now, I look at Bore and how, and really the last couple of Eintracht strikers. Uh, look at Alea. Like, it wasn't until season two. Jovic mm-hmm. was until season two. Silva was until season two that those guys just exploded. Yep. And I think it's only a matter of time for Bore. But the way that he was able to bring because we know that we don't have, from an individualistic standpoint, we don't really have the kind of horses to be able to go up against a Barcelona. You have to have the involvement of the full team. And Bore, as much as everyone wants to highlight Knauf, it's and that, that wonderful, wonderful goal. But Bore, to it's, me, was possibly the best player because he really was able to uh, utilize the entirety of the team when it did come down to us going into counterattacks through the center of the pitch to be able to kind of spread Barcelona out to open up space for everyone to operate. And that's something that, you know, I just wish uh, we could do that on a match-in, match-out basis. But, hey, you know what? When you see something beautiful uh, come together, uh, you got to give credit where credit is due. And I'd like to hope that other players will look at mm-hmm. uh, Bore's uh, positioning and think to themselves, okay, how can I allow him to feed off of me after I take the ball from him? You know, got to play got to play that right pass. Got to look for right. La Pause. If possible, and uh, yeah, pounce on the Barcelona when we go to the Camp Nou, uh, the stadium that's 90 plus thousand in size that the Eintracht will be visiting next. And uh, considering how many fans are supposed to be traveling to uh, Spain, <laughs> it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be nuts. That's, but, that's the rumor there. Um, <laughs> the stadium is supposed to be sold out, like booked, sure. solid. <laughs> And that thing was seats over ninety thousand people. Now, uh, now, how many like that? How many of the Barcelona fans will actually go to the match themselves? Because you got to realize, like, uh, so Barcelona is like a a social membership sort of club, uh, kind of like how Eintracht is. It, I mean, different different countries, different ways to send these things up. So you still have a lot of people that will have access to, and be basically given the ticket. 
for the match itself, you know, if you got to be a social member, you got to buy. You also have to buy your season ticket. But there's a lot of people that will have bought the season that will have access to this match and will just straight up not go. And I'm kind of wondering if that is going to uh, hinder this club that loves to go by the motto "Miss Un Club," which is more than a club. Uh, in translation, I think that uh, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I know, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> everything that we saw in leg one, we can bring to the fold in leg two. And I'd really, yeah. really, 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 really love it if the Eintracht fans who do travel start hurling the smoke. Oh, yeah. Bring <laughs> the smoke. Bring your artificial noisemakers basically make as much racket as possible because uh, we can get out of these guys because the crowd, you don't really get that sort of uh, anger in a crowd. Uh, even when you're Barcelona, like in terms of the just rabidness, like you've got to go, it's got to be, uh, you know, the Santiago Bernabeu when, you know, that's Madrid and Barcelona. Oh yeah. Guess what? And the last one, that wasn't even a full house because they're still in the process of remodeling it. You know, you, they might get it a little bit of that vibe when they're playing Espanol, their uh, their uh, inner city uh, rival. But mm-hmm. for the most part, that's not happening because those got those guys are. Let's put it this way: uh, a lot of ways, ways, ways behind the other. <laughs> Just saying. a little bit. So we really utilized the crowd to our advantage. I wish we would have put a few yeah. more in. But everything screamed that Barcelona was rattled, and they had to make a lot, a lot of adjustments just to even get themselves back in. And let's look at the goal that Eintracht did concede. Fan Torres, who put in the ball from Frankenteong, that touch play is is exactly what Xavi has brought to this club, mm-hmm. and is what people know Barcelona from ten years ago doing. To literally everyone, they would pick <laughs> apart anybody and everybody, and it was grand and glorious. It was absolute. When you would see those special matches, I remember specifically when the ten, uh, I guess it was a 2010-2011 season when Barcelona just picked off Real Madrid for a five-one win. Go back and watch the highlights on that. You would think. Oh, there's like multiple instances of that same interchange that you only saw really like once or twice throughout the entire match that was constantly on display on display back then and that they're trying to bring back in some shape or form. And that that was the only way that the Eintracht was beaten was by just absolutely dazzling display of skill that yeah. they are capable of, which just kind of shows how dangerous they can be. But what Eintracht was able to do just threw them so off their rhythm that uh, we're in with a shot, folks. We're in with an absolute shot of uh, being able to pull off the upset in this. And the 1-1 one, yeah. one result, now not, uh, not the one that we wanted, but still very satisfactory at the end. Oh, yeah. No, that's, I think, uh, Trap's... Traps uh, post game comment kind of speak to spoke to every Eintracht fan out there. Like, yeah, we're happy with going home with one uh, one against Barcelona, but we left something on the table. Like, we 
we played that game really well and felt like we could have won. So it's kind of it's a frustrating situation, even though we're happy with the result. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, there is a, a an additional hiccup that that we'll talk about then with that two to red card. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> well, I mean, like, so, you know, getting in the nuts and bolts of it there, Tutu was involved in another, I don't know if it was a foul or just a situation like a few minutes before that. And it just, it felt like, okay, this is time we need to pull him off. Um, and then we didn't. And I know he's one he's one to play full matches. He's not really mm-hmm. one to be taken out ever. So but in that particular more. situation, I don't think you can take that chance. And and he, I, it was one of those accidental situations where, I, you know, I know it's a foul and I know it's a card because of the the, the aggregate or whatever that's coming. But man alive, he did not. It, that was not intentional. And you could see it on his face as it was happening. He knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad for him. It sucks, and now we're in a now we're going to be in a situation, a pickle here. Um, who do we play? What's our formation? There's back only there? one person to play. I know, <laughs> and, and 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 it would be legendary if he brings us to a win. <laughs> it would be. It would be indeed. Um, I will say that there's uh, still a lot, a lot of players uh, out for Barcelona. Um, in terms, of, so it kind of leaves them uh, still thin when it comes to the second leg. But I'll talk about that in a wee bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, the everything like you said, you know, Tuta. I would almost say that this would be an almost good time for us to kind of start transitioning to the match that happened at the weekend, <laughs> uh, where Tuta what basically played from beginning to end. Uh, so let's kind of yeah, let's go there because we we can we're gonna talk about Barcelona again in this podcast. Don't you worry. Um, Eintracht took on Freiburg uh, at the weekend, and um, damn it all to hell, like for whatever reason, just can't seem to keep you know the good vibes going in both competitions at the same time. <sighs> Brother, um, super frustrating. Multiple goals, cho- well, shit. Multiple goals chalked off due to VAR. Hey, um, the goal for Vincenzo Grifo, um, where uh, counterattacking, everyone yeah. just freaking all on one guy, and they finally he gets the ball through. Three players surrounded by three players, uh, Roland Salai, and he finds Grifo. Grifo puts it in. Because Kevin Trout can't save every single flipping shot. And then you have, so coming off, Yakit's got to come on 31st. I'm a little critical of some other players that are on the pitch, and I'll get to that in a second. Kostic, wonderful, wonderful goal. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, guys, I kind of need to have shown something a little bit more here because Freiburg was open open and waiting for us to like go and attack them and take advantage of them. But we didn't. Yeah. Which really sucks. I mean, is that Freiburg's MO? Yes, it is. And yep. where are they at in the table? They're fifth reason for <laughs> that. Cause that team is just hot. Very, very, very well coached. And they went out with their best team that they had 
whilst we had some guys who were sitting on the bench because got to rotate some guys somewhere. And, uh, you know, seeing Hauga, uh, the way that he played, really great. Rolled yeah. a, uh, God, I'm starting to get – I'm on the – Not my favorite. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Well, let's put it this way. Um, when So had to come off in my head, what I was thinking was, okay, I get it. I understand why you're playing Yakik. And you're going to make Yakik more the defensive midfielder. But Rhoda is not the guy who can play the so position at no. all. No. And I would have done, as crazy as this would have, this sounds, I would have uh, done a double sub. I would have gotten Hustic <laughs> and uh, Yakik on. Like, if, you, if, you, if you're going to put someone on, like, yeah, putting Yakik on... It's a smart move, but keeping Rhoda on, I mean, Rhoda was doing himself no favors and just kind of, uh, I look at him and I think that he is just going to be one of those Eintracht players that just kind of hangs on because yeah. he is who he is. And there are some former Eintracht players who I have loved, who we have kind of kept hanging around because they are who they are. I mean... <laughs> Do I need to go through all of them? I don't no. really think I need to. But, I mean, we've got a flipping long track record of having yeah. a lot of guys that just hang around. And to quote um, an old Italian coach, sometimes you got to remove people because they just stink up the joint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the counter argument is that Rhoda is never going to play very long. Um, or he'll get injured. <laughs> right. Uh, so you got to pull him off anyways. So I, you know, it's just a pisser. I don't, I just don't think he's, he's, he's a good body and he will draw fouls and he will make a game physical, but, and he's, and he's fairly decent at defensive midfield. I don't want to give him too much of a, a dog show, but like he fought, he puts himself in such strange positions that pulls everything out of whack to me. I, it sometimes it's just mind mind boggling how far up the pitch he plays. Um, like, dude, <laughs> you're, you shouldn't be even with the striker. <laughs> how are you there? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think we played admirably against a team that's in fifth. You know, I we we had every chance to win that game and. Um, we likely should have like it, that goal that, or that, that shot that hit the post, who was that? And then it almost hit the other post. Tristic. Oh gosh, that, <laughs> oh, that was painful. <laughs> that was more painful than the penalty, uh, turned back, uh, to me. <laughs> I know. Cause yeah, that, that, that penalty, I could see, I could see it going both ways. It's just weird that they didn't really give it a good v, a, a, a VR shake, really that much. I guess I don't know. It turned over really quickly, which I thought it was more questionable. VAR kicked but. us in the nuts. Yeah, VAR yeah. kicked us in the nuts repeatedly. And hey, guess what? Uh, at the end of the day, Freiburg won, and the team. Yes. Kudos to Freiburg. As I mentioned, they're in fifth place in the standings. I'll pull it up right here. They got uh, they're three points behind Leipzig. To be fair, they're not catching them. So at this <laughs> point, 
But you got to realize they're still still in with the shot of silverware, folks, because they're still in the Pokal finale. They're playing uh, against uh, Hamburg in the semifinals. Uh, God, when is that? Uh, that is next week. Sounds about sounds yeah. about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, they're going to be playing that uh, next week. That'll be a fun one. <laughs> um, not as much fun to me as Union Leipzig. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is about as counter uh, culture of a matchup as you could ever ask for. <laughs> be totally blunt about that. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Freiburg. This, to, I mean, this season for them, this been really something impressive. It's mm-hmm. kudos to Christian Streich, uh, their manager for putting them in a position to be successful here because, dang it, they're, they've really done it. And you know what? We can only, we can only kick ourselves for uh, not kind of that guy doing something more. I mean, yeah. from what I would have liked to have seen, if you're going to try and keep your – if you want to keep your powder dry for the uh, Europa League – uh, uh, quarterfinal second leg against Barcelona. All right, you've got enough players that you can rotate some more guys around. Seeing Hauga get the run out that he did, that was a smart thing to do. Technically oh, yeah. speaking, having Rota uh, play is a smarter thing. I would have wanted someone else not so with him, and guess what? Now so is Brooklyn. Damn it. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. shoot. Like, if we... You know, a person that would have been perfect to have been in the so position if we hadn't gotten rid of him uh, would have been, uh, for the first time, I've using his name, I've seen it for the first time in months, uh, Stefan Zuber. If we didn't loan him out, that would have been the perfect time to have utilized his his uh, skill set. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing pretty well in Athens, isn't he? Yeah, he is. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, but you know, I would have wanted to see Costage get like some rest. You know, keep him yeah. ready. And I mean, we have guys that. I mean, honestly, if Lin, if Lintz was healthy, I would have had Lintz out there on the left. I would have had someone else on the right. Honestly, I it sound everyone's going to probably think I'm nuts, but. Barcelona is such a unique opportunity in that, hey, guess what? You don't – how many times do you get a crack at a big fish like this? You want to yeah. go all out and not leave anything out – like anything left in the tank and kind of letting some of the guys get some rest in the meantime doesn't seem like such a bad idea to me. It just – I mean, I do realize that the that the sheer idea of us playing with Lammers up top again kind of sounds crazy, but you know, gotta give some guys some rest somewhere. I'm telling you, I, I, I well, I mean, it, the Hauga Bore Lindstrom uh, up top attacking three was somewhat successful. I mean, yeah, they they weren't scoring. Um, but Hauga had that assist and it just the, the, the touch passes that the three of those were pulling off um, together. It, it, I guess was, 
yeah, how goes out there with Bore, right? Yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were they were doing some pretty good stuff. They just could not freaking get it to to finish. And then that's so that freaking. Ugh, there's so many. <laughs> I'm I'm worried going into Barcelona now, like you're saying, the Tuta were were gonna have to rotate. Um, with so so is not ruled out against Barcelona, but I think that's just more. Yeah, I think that's just more, uh, you know, political chess than anything between Glossner and Xavi. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree, but I can see why we were going for it. Cause this was our, this was our last, this is our last stab effort at Europa next year mm-hmm. against Freiburg and, who else are you going to go against? But the one standing in front of you. So, <laughs> um, no, I, all, hats off to Freiburg. They're such a well-oiled machine. They're not. They don't. They don't play like the most attractive football, but it it gets shit done. You know, why break? Why break anything that works really well? So, ugh, just a pisser of a match. It's not going to get any easier, man. You know what no. remains on our schedule? We got Uni, a visit to Union on Sunday, Easter Sunday. We've got uh, that followed by a home match to Hoffenheim. I mean, if we're gonna, if those next two league matches, yeah, you basically are looking at two of the clubs who you are honestly finding out to try and get sixth uh, yeah. place. Because honestly, that is still completely open. Uh, fifth. Not really so much. Fourth, you gotta have a lot of luck to get that to happen because uh, we're freaking like uh, what uh, twelve points behind uh, Leipzig right now. Uh, I, we ain't we ain't overcoming that. No, <laughs> in all reality, uh, Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig is good, and at the weekend, uh, they showed it. They they played Hoffenheim. Right after their own European match, which was also a one-one draw against Atalanta, and they took care of Hoffenheim three-nil. Like, I mean, some people will be like, "Hey, Brian, I know what stat you're going to roll out next." Uh, you're right. Guess how many <laughs> expected goals Hoffenheim had? Oh boy, I don't know. Zero point three five. I'm. Four shots all off target. Uh, it's funny how Kramerich is like useless half, you know, for two thirds of the season. And then the other time he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's yeah. The best striker <laughs> in the Bundesliga for <laughs> like a month. And that's it. <laughs> exactly. It blows my mind how Hoffenheim can, turn it on and then be so off. But yeah, I, I would put it a lot down to just Leipzig. Like, honestly, the, if they started off with, uh, with Tedesco, you're a Tedesco homer. If Leipzig start off with Tedesco without a shadow of a doubt, Byron would have Leipzig right on their heels, like really within like two, maybe three points on their heels us having a proper title race to this season. And instead, you know, 
five matches left to go. What? Uh, no, excuse me. Uh, six matches left to go in the season, and we're done. Excuse me. Five. Oh, yeah. Can't count. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, it. It, it ain't easy. Yeah. Hey, we we love Europe. We love Europe. We take it more seriously than others. Uh, Union for sure is one. <laughs> I mean, hey, look uh, for them. Them trudging out uh, uh, the non-top two finish in their uh, group for the Europa oh, yeah. Conference. I mean, oh, yeah. it's hard to get adjusted to that. You know, they're having also a deep run, the Polkow itself. So obviously you've got to allocate uh, forces for that. I mean, you're playing just straight up so many more matches. It we were, When we won the Polkow, we were so over the moon. And yet in my head, I'm like, what are we going to do with these extra matches? And we, <laughs> if, if we found out that deep down side, and there's a lot of players that are from that first campaign, we can – Balance it out, and not everybody can. Union being one of them, and uh, Mainz being another one who hasn't done that in recent times, and Freiburg hasn't done that in recent times either. So we'll see what we will see from those guys. But yeah, I was say I, that we've only balanced two leagues, right? Because uh, we've all, we've always got knocked out of the vocal. <laughs> yeah, we can. One of these times, we're going to be in all. We're going to be in the running for European qualification. We're going to be still playing in Europe, and we're still going to be making a deep run in the Pokal, which is something that the likes of Bayern and typically Dortmund always seem to do. That Leipzig yep. has also found out how to do. And uh, yeah, as for the other teams that remain on our schedule, Leverkusen, third place, pretty comfortably in third place. Like there's a four point gap between third and fifth, and then there's a four point gap between fifth and sixth. I mean, we can catch Hoffenheim, Union, uh, and Cohn, who were uh, four and five points ahead of us. Catching Freiburg, yeah, real missed opportunity here. But with uh, Leverkusen, Gladbach, and Mainz all left. I mean, I'd like to think that actually Gladbach and Mainz, is, they're going to feel so mid-table that uh, we'll be able to take points possibly all six from them. That'd be great. But it's these next three matches in the league that are going to be a real test and a question of, hey, where are we finishing in the league? Are we going to be kicking ourselves or are we for, you know, letting the Bundesliga campaign go the way that it is? I still, at the end of the day, think that we can make Europe uh, via qualification. But, hey, you know what? Uh, unless we just pull – because remember, we still have another round of Europa League to go yep. to get to the final. Like, not only do you have to beat Barcelona by penalty kicks or just by scoring more goals than them, um, you've got two matches against either Olympic Lyon or West Ham United, which I think that played out to a 1-1 draw as well. No, 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 I'm seeing an ongoing trend here with uh, the Europa <laughs> quarterfinalists. So either of those two could be really a uh, real big toss-up. I mean, West Ham United not played in Europe in like 15, 20 years, and they're playing at the big Olympic Stadium in London. Uh, Lyon, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I pay attention to the league on, but I don't think they're in the running for the Champions League. So for them, they're like, okay, we need to like 
seriously tr- like get ourselves over the line into the semifinals so that we can keep uh, keep the dream alive. Yeah. And uh, I mean, as for you know the other side of the bracket, I still think Leipzig will go through. Uh, I have no idea on the other one. Uh, what was that against? Uh, Glasgow Rangers and uh, uh, Sporting Braga. You know. Oh right. It, yeah, it's 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 a complete crapshoot. But all we can do is just play the teams that are in front of us. Barcelona is next, and that's actually what we're going to talk about after a little bit more Bundesliga discussion. But Matt, guess what time it is? Uh, time for to talk about what we're drinking. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, Nathan, brewmaster extraordinaire. Uh, what are you drinking? Or what are you making? Uh, well, we I'm this off last week. Yeah, I'm off this Friday. Um, we, we were told last week at work that we just get off on next Friday. So that's kind of nice. That rarely happens at jobs. <laughs> uh, okay. so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to brew some beer on Friday. That's my goal. But I just, uh, tapped this, uh, pseudo Mexican lager made with Norwegian Vike yeast. Um, and it is so, so close to a lager already. And I, I don't think I brewed it a month ago. It hasn't even been a month yet. It's, it's astounding how fast you can fake lager things these days with home brewing. So I list this weekend, I got it, you know, I tapped it and I poured some tomato juice and some hot sauce and a little bit of lime juice, <laughs> had myself a fucking michelada. Oh, there is nothing better. There's nothing that says summer is around the corner more than a michelada to me. Yeah, and after three of them, a waffled version of you. <laughs> <laughs> I may have had a few this weekend. <laughs> what well, do you got? Hey, baseball season. Well, hey, baseball season did start, and the Stanley Cup play yeah. also right around the corner. Both of which will probably make you uh, be crying into your beer. Let's be fair. Hey, man. <laughs> There's a lot of competition out there, not just the abs. <laughs> you're more than welcome. Let me know. Let me know when you're ready to get up to the big kid table. Though, to be fair, <laughs> we can win the president's trophy and we'll like and likely just fall flat on our faces. Anyways, President's enough hockey trophy talk. Is a curse. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, enough hockey talk. I am. I'm all about the Eintracht. I'm all about Hesse. I'm all about the Eppelvoy. Got some Pausman in my mug. Uh, what well, pour a heavy pour, so uh, it's, I'm feeling pretty good. And to me, you're right. Like summer's right around the corner, and that's a perfect time for Epovoy. Uh, put that in a nice cooled glass, sit out there, kind of listen to the sounds of summer. Oh, it's brilliant! And uh, I'm feeling it. I'm ready for it. We're going to have a very short summer. Note, Nathan. Uh, we may play our last Bundesliga match on the 14th of oh, May. Right. Might be involved in the Europa League final, maybe. Fingers crossed. But still, at the end of the day, like we're going to have the players will get through like half of June, and then like they'll be kicking it, relaxing, and then realize, ah, Christ, uh, we're going to be back in like a week. <laughs> I don't know when they're going to be calling the players back, but first Bundesliga match of the 22-23 season is going to start like 
the very first weekend of August. That means July, we've got the Pokal. That's scary. So it's, it's like <laughs> all a legitimate because, like month and a half. All because, Nathan, FIFA have oh got the God. thing coming on. It should be played in the summer. We should be kicking back with our Apple boy, like me. But, you know, we got to wait until the winter because they had to play it in a part of the world that had not had it before. And look and at the problems that are coming from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't know. Well, I mean, they got winter. I've been in the desert when it's when it's winter time, and, it, and then when the sun goes down, it's actually kind of cold. But you know, oh, yeah. I'm talking about the American Southwest. I'm not talking about you know the <laughs> the uh, the, uh, the Arabian Peninsula. Anyways, got off track there. Happens sometimes. <laughs> we'll be back with segment two, where we're going to be talking about what's going on within uh, the German Bundesliga and Zweite Liga and everything there is. Uh, that is Eintracht news and information uh, leading up to Eintracht versus Barcelona. So stay with. Segment two. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Brian and Nathan just kind of kicking it. You know, we've got we've got we've been talking about the Bundesliga itself. A lot of stuff going on there. We've been talking about how the Europa League, how that went about. Tough that we didn't get uh, the win. The second match is coming. You know, it's for all the marbles, folks. And uh, you can almost yeah. put it down as. Uh, the next match really will kind of dictate how how things will kind of progress for the club for the next uh, next couple next couple of years because yeah. you know you qualify if you progress and God let us dream of playing for the Champions League you know going to Seville back to Seville because we already put, went to Seville because we played Betis we go back to Seville to play one of the four Atalanta, Leipzig, uh, Glasgow Rangers, or Braga, I'd have to think that we'd have a chance, and then that would mean the Champions League being brought to the Waldstadion. A Waldstadion that is about to grow to about 60,000 people. So that's kind of interesting that uh, there's a couple things that are going on with the stadium, Nathan. So... uh, First, we got the stadium about uh, about to be expanded uh, to 60,000. Uh, I haven't really seen ultimate pictures in regards to how the design will come out. Maybe that's just an American thing in us that we are obsessed <laughs> with. But, uh, yeah, so stands going to expand to 60,000 in the lead-up to the 2024 uh, Euros. going to be hosted by Germany, where I'm pretty sure Frankfurt Stadium will be in that category, like Munich's. That it will get a semi-final level again because I think we only got the quarterfinals in the uh, 06 World Cup, which good grief, that seems forever ago. We are ancient. <laughs> hey, it's what got me on the I Trek train that World Cup. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, Hell extra news yes. on the stadium. 
is that yes. the south stand, uh, the South Curva, is to be renamed for uh, Eagle, recently deceased Eagles legend Jurgen Gabrowski, who died uh, most recently. Just actually, we're recording this on April the 11th. He died one month prior. So a huge homage was paid to Gabrowski uh, by the Ultras, wonderful yeah. Tifa display that, you know, really jerked the chain on every, uh, the emotional chain on everyone. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I like the fact that Axel Hellman came out and pointing out that, you know, it, his impact on the club was so great that you could not, you're not putting a statue out in front of the stadium of him, but you're naming the stand in his honor. Now, I am always one who thinks maybe you should do this before they pass on, which is, you know, that's just me. But the sheer fact that his family is able to be here to kind of bear witness to that, I think is a great thing. But I mean, that's just a, that's a, that's a little bit of me. Uh, I know you yeah. and St. Louis, you guys have multiple. Got a few. Sure. Uh, sporting venues of the great, great uh, St. Louis greats of years past. Where yeah. do you fall on that? Um, like, should it be done before or after uh, 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 passing? Because I'll, uh, I'll reiterate. Before just means so much more in my book, but I have seen a stadium dedicated to a man like in front of my eyes, and I preferred it that way as opposed to, you know, here's his grieving widow, here are his children, then able to see us honoring their father. Yeah, I, I- think the honoring is just the important part um i don't know how long this was has been in the works or if it it was ad hoc um discussions after his passing um but yeah i i i i think he knew where he sat with the club um i mean there's this thing his name every game <laughs> every game mm-hmm. uh, uh so i I think he knew where he sat there. Um, so yeah, it would have been nice to honor him while he was here. And we did, and we celebrated with him when we won the Pokal. Um, uh, so it, it, the way it happened isn't, isn't terribly out of port in poor taste or anything. I think it was very good and is very moving. And, um, you know, I'll get to see his name when I come back there and, uh, you know, thank him for, bringing the club to me that I, you know, I was, it was, he was before my time, but, uh, he made partly what this club is today. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's really cool and touching and, um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's, it's unique. Like I don't, in, in American sports. Yeah. You said like statues and things, but I don't know. There's, it's something different. I don't, I don't know even know how to put it to words. I think you said enough, my friend. I think you've said it all right there. Um, mentioned Joe Wilson is still out uh, with knee discomfort, which is why we pulled him off during uh, the first half against Freiburg. Still hoping that he's going to be able to get through, but at this point, it's uh, anyone's guess. We still have multiple days until uh, multiple days. Until the match itself, there's still time for him to make recovery so that he can at least be probably featured coming off the bench. It's just yeah. a shame that uh, injuries uh, plague us at the worst times. 
<sighs> they always do, man. But that's that's what <laughs> when you when you have to roll out that depth and you gotta get real deep with your roster. That's where uh, the magic happens sometimes. So that's true. That's true. Here we go. Here we go. Here we <laughs> go. Anyways, um, I mentioned that we would talk a little bit about the Bundesliga. I kind of mentioned uh, where Atta currently sits on the table. Mentioned where Union sits in the table. I think I mentioned where Union sits in the table. Uh, Hoffenheim and Union kind of nodded up at 44 points, five points ahead of us. Um, goal difference separating them between uh, 6th and 7th. Remember, uh, since Union, uh, Freiburg, and Leipzig are all in the currently in the top seven. Uh, also, obviously, can uh, crash that party, but uh, with all all likelihood, currently is pointing that uh, seventh place will get the uh, Europa Conference spot and fifth and sixth. Or you know, if uh, whoever, you know, perhaps the team in seventh place, whether that be Freiburg or Union, uh, well, I think. I mean, you can just kind of make up your mind there, but if an Odeon finished in seventh, you know, they could still uh, go into the Europa League by uh, winning the Polkow and Hoffenheim yeah. going into the conference. There's still a chance for us. There's still a chance for us, but, you know, it's kind of getting slimmer and slimmer as the days go by. Um, I am kind of entertained by what has been going on in uh, the relegation fight as uh, Stuttgart. <laughs> really, everyone down there just can't do shit to get themselves out of there. It's been kind of fun. Uh, I mean, I, f- I kind of feel for Stuttgart fans because uh, the very moment that do you think Bayfell Bay is down, you then play Bayfell Bay and you lose to Bayfell Bay. So, I mean, Augsburg uh, last weekend got a win. <laughs> Uh, only a 1-0 uh, loss to Bayern, so I guess that's something to be proud of. But a five-point gap between 14th and 15th, where Augsburg and Stuttgart kind of sit right now. Like, Wolfsburg's been doing no favors to themselves until until they finally played Bielefeld. But that uh, Stuttgart or Hertha, if you had to save one of these yeah. two, Nathan, who are you saving? Of saving? Saving, yeah, for the next year. <laughs> I don't think it's a, even a damn conversation for me. <laughs> Stuttgart can go, can float and <laughs> be this and be saved from the crashing ship that is Hertha. Man, no, I, want, I want Hertha to go down. Go, go fuck themselves. <laughs> down with the ship. Hey? Yeah. Pun no, if, if, if there's another team like, like Hamburg that needs to, Eat, eat their, shit. you know, eat, eat their vegetables so they can get strong and, you know, and maybe <laughs> eat their dessert sometime and get back up here. It's they got to learn their lessons. They got to take their lumps. You know, they, they just they're they're in free fall. And no matter what Bobich can, Bobich is trying to, like, consolidate power there. And maybe that maybe that's good politically for the direction of their club. But they definitely need a lot more work in that front office for them to be functional. Um yeah, I think I, I I am so happy for them to be, to go down. It is just so great. Like, and, and when is their new stadium going to be finished? Is it is it pushed out now because of uh, COVID and construction yeah. stuff? Oh yeah, like everything okay. keeps on being delayed, and the sheer fact that the team is now on the precipice of going down all over again uh, will be the second time in the last decade it's happened to this club. It's like 
come on, folks. When you have more. <sighs> no, Stuttgart, uh, like, I don't really have anything against Stuttgart. And maybe that's just my naivete with Bundesliga. I'm sure that there's beef there. But, yeah, if it was if it was my brother, Gladbach and Berlin, that would be down. But I was I was happy. Happen. I was happy for the fact that we got a Berlin derby with, while Hertha is still in the Bundesliga with a full that's house. True. It's just, oh, wow. Okay, God. you're sailing, sailing like a ship in the night, going in opposite directions, and there it keeps on going. My that's the last my boat puns for Hertha Berlin today. But it's just uh, a, it's just a beautiful place that we're at, where <laughs> Union Berlin is sitting in seventh place, and Hertha Berlin is in seventeenth with like five six games to go. It's fantastic. God, it's, the thing is, they still have uh, Bielefeld to play against. And I, uh, be Wolfsburg has been each other. Wolfsburg is pretty woeful, and they crushed Bielefeld at the weekend. Like Bielefeld for the last month has been an absolute like Hertha level meltdown. So if Hertha wants to save themselves, <laughs> they still have the option. It would. It, it's gonna. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun as it comes down to the final stretch. But yeah, Hertha has got. Augsburg coming up, whilst Bielefeld has got Bayern. So, um, well, we know Bielefeld, we know, yeah, we know Bielefeld ain't winning that. And <laughs> yeah, but match day thirty-two, uh, Bielefeld and Hertha. Honestly, that's going to probably decide who is in sixteenth and who's in seventeenth. Now, I don't think anyone wants what's in the second division right now. So. No. Hamburg, That's such a they great lost competition. They lost, okay, we'll go to it right now. Hamburg just lost to Kiel 1 0. Hamburg, I think, four points behind. I mean, hmm, there's seven points behind City uh, rival club St. Pauli in the playoff spot. I honestly think it's done and dusted. Five matches left to go. It ain't happening for them. So, fifth place on up. Is all all those teams are all still yeah. got a shot? Nuremberg is uh, three points outside of the playoffs in the fifth place. You got uh, our fellow Hessian club, Darmstadt, uh, currently on fifty-one points, one point behind St. Pauli in third, and uh, on fifty-two points, Bremen and Schalke actually played this past weekend a really big, big match in the second division uh, to uh, draw. Those teams currently nodded on 53 points. I mean, it's coming down to it. And if you're wondering, okay, well, spin it better for me, Brian. Tell me why I should watch the second (laughs) division this weekend. And I will give you two reasons why to watch it. And it's both on Sunday. And they both happen before our match. So, you know what? You can squeeze it in there. I think it's like four hours ahead of ours. But Werder Bremen versus Nuremberg, who I just mentioned, both in the top five. And, oh, yeah, Darmstadt and Schalke, another matchup of the top five. To me, we're going to finally have some separation. And, yeah, it's just it's just fun to watch because anyone can beat anyone unless you are named Ingolstadt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they drew last week, so <laughs> oh, they they still suck. <laughs> oh, them I love the Ingolstadt comes from deep within. Anywho's 
Uh, Nathan, we've had a little too much fun there. It's time to look at Barcelona, which is right on the horizon, and make our predictions. Are you ready? Uh, I'm as ready as I will be. I hope the club is more ready. Uh, same here, man. Same freaking here. Because, yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of worries. Obviously, I mean, I don't think you can really put anyone else but Hasebe in yeah. for Tuta. Um, if Lince was honestly, if Lince was healthy, we could consider switching to a back four to be a little bit more defensive. But that's not exactly how we usually function. So that would be a lot would be riding on that back four to maintain what needs to be done against Barcelona. And the thing is, Barcelona never sees a back three, and that threw him off. And well. It's kind of why not keep <laughs> keep that going? But yeah, we I we talked about Rhoda. Someone's got to play first, so likelihood it's going to be him. Yeah, for sure. Do you have another option? I mean, you could throw a crew stitch in there. Uh, I I would I would go with crew stitch and Jokic. They're good. Mm. They would go off each other pretty well. Um. Yeah, you, I, I don't see anybody else other than Hasebe back there. Um, although, I guess you'd throw... I don't know where you'd put... Who? I guess he'd be on the side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the interesting substitution there um, when Tuto went off is they put Torre in, which I was like, yeah, they're saving. <laughs> they're saving Hasebe. Hasebe's like, okay. I gotta go hit the ice, the, the ice bath for for three days because <laughs> I know I'm playing. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, as much pressure as we will, it's going to be all about having the other nine guys put all the pressure. Bore, Lindstrom, Kamada. These are the guys who I'm expecting will play. Now, Yaki, Kostic, uh, whoever plays. Like, I mean, it could be Rhoda, it could be So. Who knows? Um, Hinty and Indica. Hasebe has got to be the general, making yeah. sure that everyone stays in line. Because the thing is, as much as we love him, we also know what he's not anymore. And that's not a, not as much legs as he used to have. So got to save what you can, orchestrate it as well as possible. That Libro sweeper kind of role that we started enjoying seeing from him, got to bring got to bring that old energy back. I think that the I think it's totally there. Totally there for the taking. And we've already seen that, like, we can get behind your Alabas. We can get past your De Jong's, your Pedri's. We can hold down Torres and Torre and Aubameyang. And just remember this. Memphis Depay, not there. Umtiti, Ansu Fati, Serginio Dest. Well, okay. That kind of bums me out that I don't get to see my fellow American playing. And yeah. Jared Piquet, who came out during the first half of our match, we kind of yeah. glossed over that. Uh, he's still uh, a high doubt for this match. <sighs> Fuck it. 2 1, Eintracht. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, I don't, I do not know how this will go. So. I, I, I th- this the case. <laughs> well, I hope not. But like this game could go any sort Actually, of way. Actually, come on, Ter Stegen versus Trap. 
you freaking know that whilst Barca might have some more guile in their penalty takers, Traps got enough wit about him to stand tall, while Ter Stegen is just going to look like a lump. Yeah, and Trap has has plenty of experience in the past on this. So, uh, yeah, I mean that I do not want to see PKs, but not at all. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> it's like, it's just not soccer. Uh, yep. That's that's uh, that's just going to how I feel about all sports trying to make a a kid show out of a out of a sport match. But um, I'll leave that for a different podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started, or I'll go on a rant. Um, who got me started? Me. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> no, I think uh, I think we could carry it. You know, let's believe, dude. I mean, we could. This is this is not a place where we got to throw everything out on the table. So hopefully that those top three: Bore, Lindstrom, Kamada. You know, Kamada's going to be starting here. Uh, maybe Hauga. Who knows? You know. Uh, he he had a great game last game, uh, but the, our offense is is has some uh, like momentum going for them, albeit everyone will smirk because of the scoreboards that we've give, put up. But we can score goals, so yeah, let's 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 do a two one as well. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> there we go. And now, Both man, he, he's he's got that taste of of fantastic goals being scored when we most need it. He's got the talent to uh, carry that side, although he didn't really do it against Freiburg. Um, uh, yeah, we could, we could we could go that. All right. That's it from us here at Hey Andrew Frankfurt. I'd like to thank Nathan for joining me on this one, bud. Where mm-hmm. can we find you yeah. on social media? You can find me on Twitter, uh, N-A-J-K-W-A, and sorry to the Minneapolis City Soccer Club that I uh, tried to buy a jersey from and then tried to bitch at them uh, ad nauseum (laughs) about said jersey. And they're like, David, what what order is that under? What's the name of that order under? I'm like, ah, shit. (laughs) All right, you got me. (laughs) You got me. That's not my name. So, yep. Uh, Good old David. Gosh. Anyways, that's going to run. You can find me on Twitter. That is <laughs> at KCSGE. You can also uh, find the podcast on Twitter. That is at HEFPOD. Find us on Instagram. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt on the gram. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash HEFPOD. I'd like to thank everyone for having to listen in on this wonderful uh, episode 216 of the Hey, I'm Track Frankfurt podcast. We'll be back and just a jiffy to talk about what happened against Barcelona between and in this second leg of the quarterfinals. But until next time, take care, uh, be safe, and choose. Don't get me started or I'll go on a rant. Um, who got me started? Me, yes. Hey, I'm trying to find you for a channel, la 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 la. Hey, I'm trying to find you for a channel, la 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 la.